0: Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Welcome, fruitful listeners, to our home, to a place of encouragement where, through God's Word, we hope to inspire other Christians to grow in fruitfulness as image bearers of Christ in a way that is not just uplifting, but also life-altering. We do all of this out of love, from our fruitful family to yours. Let's talk about it. Welcome back, fruitful listeners, to another episode of Our Fruitful Family. Mm. I'm Cody.
1: And I'm Jesse.
0: And today's episode, we're going to be touching on the countercultural Christian. So should Christians be countercultural? What do you think, babe? I mean, shouldn't
1: we just blend in? I don't think so.
0: Not according (laughs) to the cold open.
1: (laughs) We should not. And that is a problem that we're seeing nowadays is that people claim the title Christian. We almost hate to even call ourselves Christian sometimes because these hypocritical people, (laughs) um, they just blend in with the world and by if you're if you're living by the Bible, if you're a Bible believing, Bible professing Christian, then you by definition are going to look completely different than those around you.
0: And maybe not every single aspect will look completely different from the world. I mean, we are in this world. (laughs) We are to live in this world. We aren't to rebuttal against everything the world says just because it's of the world. As long as, you know, some things of this world align with scripture, of course, we're we're to live in that. Yes. Um, But... We are not to be conformed to this world, and that's the whole idea here. And we want to touch in this podcast on ways that we think, and again, like most everything we do, we try to keep this as brief as possible. So this is not an all-inclusive list, but ways that we as Christians should stand out in this world. Hello again, fruitful listeners. As you know, we love to discuss topics that are generally not preached from the pulpit in our secret sensitive church culture. Together, we will be conversing on topics such as God, marriage, family, and sex, just to name a few, and how we can be fruitful in all of these areas, just as God intends. If you enjoy our content, please consider partnering with us and supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly patron. Simply follow the link in the show description and check out the different tiers and benefits that we offer supporters on our patreon page thank you guys so much for listening god bless you all right back to the show we are not to be conformed to this world what does this mean exactly what this means is that our lives should not resemble the lives of people that don't profess jesus exactly Uh, we live in this world yes as i mentioned but we are not of this world. Our home is not here. Our home is in eternity with Christ. Yeah. So you have to be heavenly-minded, exactly. Have eternity
1: and focus with everything you do.
0: Exactly. We should be living in a way that we are the oddball in the crowd, right? So. No, this doesn't mean you have to literally look like a complete moron or something like that mm-hmm. just to say you're standing out. But we should stand out in ways in character. We should stand out in our character because we are Christ like mm-hmm. and Christ was countercultural in his time and we are to follow his example.
1: And what's so funny about Christ being countercultural is that he, it wasn't what the Pharisees and the scribes could recognize they were living their entire lives for the for the coming of the Messiah. Right. He was right before their eyes, and they couldn't even tell because they had this idea of him, but he was completely different than what they
0: thought. <laughs> yeah, in that sense, he was counter to what their culture yes. <laughs> thought yeah. that he was going to be in the first place. Yeah.
1: Anyways, just food for
0: thought. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to start this off with number one, and I talk about this a lot because I think it's one of the most important attributes that a Christian should have, and that's humility. We as Christians should be humble, and the opposite of humility is arrogance, and Christianity and arrogance do not go hand in hand. We as Christians feel that because we're saved by grace through faith— And not by our own works that we have no reason to boast in ourselves that is Mm -hmm. Uh, we should only boast in christ because he's the only reason that we will be spending eternity in heaven and it has absolutely zero to do with anything that we've done to earn it
1: we live in a world that is all about self-love self-promoting it's self 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 everything and and what that does is that puts you on You put yourself on a pedestal, and that is just something that God continuously in His Word says that we should be humble. I mean, think of Jesus, how humble He was. I mean, He washed feet, and we can't be that humble. He asked us to be like servants. A husband is to be in service to his family, to his wife. And a wife should be in service to her husband and submit. And all these things are part of humility. Right. And we just don't see that today. That's not, that's, everybody's like, you want to climb the career goals and the things. It's all about promoting yourself. You know, scripture says in 1 Peter, I believe it is, 1 Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. And I, I know that comes in scripture where the parable is given or the example is given where if you go into a wedding feast, do not seat yourself at the... The seat of honor, but humble yourself and sit in the lowly position. That way, when the the um, person host the host comes up to you, they will exalt you and and tell you to sit in a different spot. Exactly.
0: Instead of being
1: like he was talking to the Pharisees in this instance, it was about them.
0: Instead of being an arrogant with an arrogant attitude, you would sit in that that seat of importance. And yes. then the host would come in and then someone more important than you would walk in. The host would tell you to get up and go over there. Cause that's where you belong. And he's talking about uh, saving yourself The embarrassment of having that arrogant attitude. So
1: it feels much better if you have a humble attitude, and then through that, you are exalted.
0: Exactly. Obviously, just scratching the surface of that. So someone I I absolutely love listening to, both of these men, actually, R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur. And R.C. Sproul said once about John MacArthur that if he could ever show John in Scripture How he is wrong on a particular point, John would immediately change his theological position to align with the will of God. So, not saying that John would be just giving up his position as if humility means don't stand your ground on areas that you know that you are right or you know that you are aligning biblically, but what he's saying here is... He has this humility about him that if he were to show him biblically where he is wrong, humility says, okay, you're right, I'm wrong here, and um, that's the idea. So if if someone in a position like John MacArthur, with his reputation, can be that humble, then any of us should be able to be that humble. Um, If Jesus Christ, like Jesse said, can wash the filthy feet of his disciples, we can be humble.
1: Yes, it's, I always think about the, um, the lady in scripture that grabbed Jesus's garment that had the bleeding disorder. And he said, your faith has made you whole. He felt his power come out from him. And she was so humble in doing that to me. And that's just, that should be our heart. We should humble ourselves before God. We should humble ourselves before man because we should know
0: our place. In this world, we should know God's place.
1: And we aren't deserving of this amazing grace. And you truly can't understand and experience the grace of God unless you humble yourself because you see no need for that grace of God.
0: Right. Without humility, you think of yourself as good. Yeah. And Jesus says there's none good but God. And if we think of ourselves as good, we as good people, think that we deserve heaven. We deserve eternity. And if we think that we are good, what need would we have for a Savior? Mm -hmm. And Jesus came here to save not good people, but sinners, wretched lost people that had no other way to heaven um, but through Him. So a way we can humble ourselves is to understand our place in this world and and that is at the feet of Jesus. Number 2, in all situations we should display a sense of hope and joy. How countercultural is that?
1: Completely. Yeah. Uh,
0: our world seems day after day to be heading to to say this lightly, to be heading to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> is actually what I wrote down. That that sounds kind of harsh, but our our world just seems to be getting farther and farther away from Christ. Mm -hmm. And the farther we get away from Christ, the more wretched this world seems to be. And, the more wretched this world seems to be.
1: It's hard to stay. It's hard to stay in a contentment and right. joy. But if you change your view as a Christian, your view should always be eternity mindset. Exactly. And if you have read Revelation, then you know that all this is to be expected and you should joy in the coming of the Lord.
0: Exactly. We know how it ends and we know where if we follow Christ, we ultimately end up. In Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 11, it says, Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Christians have good news for the world, you guys. We bring a joyous message of hope. In Psalm 62, Uh, verses 5 through 7, it says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. We as Christians, during tribulation, during hard times, we should understand that To be countercultural, we need to show culture that we are not shaken during this time because our hope is in Christ. And like she said earlier, we know how it ends. We need to be spreading the gospel, sharing the good news with a lost and dying world so that they can share in that hope as well.
1: One of the um, greatest examples that i ever seen of this personally was when I was a teenager and um, I was in high school and there was a bad accident and a couple of the girls— in a car they they passed away they died and they were i mean 16 17 yeah. years old very young and i remember going to the funeral because it was at my church and i was there out of respect and i didn't know them super well but i did know them and i thought it was so odd like even as a christian i found it very odd how much her This one girl's parents had been missionaries, very faithful, and they were like praising the Lord at this funeral. I mean, they were just talk about countercultural song and joy on their face, like you could tell that they were not shaken, and their daughter had just passed away, that had her whole life ahead of her. And I'll never forget that. It made a lasting impression on me. I've never spoken to those parents a day in my life. But I still have that impression. And that's the impression that we want to have on the world. If someone sees something bad happen in my life and they're looking at me like, she don't even look shaken. She is handling this with joy. They're going to
0: ask, where Where are you getting this from? Where is this demeanor coming from? And you are essentially preaching the gospel to them Mm -hmm. without preaching the gospel. God can use this hopeful attitude in you to draw others to himself. And he does that with Christians daily. Number three, Christians should show self control. This is extremely countercultural. And this touches on so many points. We're not going to get to all of them. But in a world that promotes self pleasure and self satisfaction, a Christian with self control will stand out like a sore thumb.
1: Well, in just so many different ways I mean, even i mean everything now is promoted where if you want it, get it now, right. even if you can't afford it, if you don't have the money in the bank for it, um go into debt for it, whatever it is, whatever you want, and there's complete lack of self control when you are a College student, barely making it by, and every day you're charging Starbucks. (laughs) Like, that's out of control. Right. right? And that's just a simple thing. He, you know, he got into self pleasure, pornography. All this is promoted. I mean, it's even in our public school system. They're teaching it. Hey, self pleasure, completely normal, something you should do all the time. Whatever, you know, to each Whatever makes you happy. YOLO, you only live once. Like, yeah complete no discipline at all
0: we're talking areas like um, food intake self-control and food intake you guys Um, that's people overlook that so much and so easily Uh, alcohol consumption maybe not in and of itself a bad thing depending on your theological view of that but self-control in that area because drunkenness is a sin sexual immorality Uh, You name it, we live in a world that is daily getting closer to viewing all things as permissible and beneficial to your own satisfaction. Whereas there's a scripture from Paul that talks about, you say that all things are lawful and permissible, but I say that they may be be permissible, but they're not necessarily good for you. And Um, That's something that, um, as Christians, we can stand out by being those that have the self-control to say no to those things that in excess are not good for us or um, in any amount at all are not good for us, such as sexual immorality.
1: Well, and just self-control is all about discipline. If you have no self-control, then it's hard to even be... In God's Word, I right. mean, even waking up early, getting in time to read and study the Bible and staying up instead of watching a show, reading your Bible, that all um, demonstrates self-control. To
0: be clear, Christ did come to set us free, but not everything we do is beneficial to us, just as Paul tells us in Romans. Paul also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27— but I discipline my body, and I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. If we are living a life without self-control, we will be doing things that are ungodly, that go completely counter to Scripture. And when other people see these things, that means that we are putting ourselves in a position where we are not above reproach. So we would essentially disqualify everything that we are professing whenever we say that we're a Christian, and we know that, or people know that, Christians are supposed to live a certain way according to Scripture, Mm -hmm. and you are showing a complete lack of self-control, and you're going out and you're getting drunk, you're having sex with anybody and everybody, you are... Um, a glutton.
1: (laughs) Or you speak like the world. That's a simple one to me, is not being able to control your tongue. And so when you're in a crowd of people, maybe you're one of those people that are in a crowd of Christians, so you sound like a Christian. But then you get in a crowd with very worldly people, and you would never be able to tell a difference because your lingo and the words coming out of your mouth sound just like them. This is probably the most common thing that I see. (laughs)
0: Right. And we can never be a good witness for Christ if we ourselves cannot be above reproach. So without diving too deep into many more of these, you guys, we're just kind of trying to get the point across that Christians, if you're going to call yourself that, you need to not be a Christian in name only. You need to strive for the perfect example that Christ set. And in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22, we see a list of the fruits of the Spirit. And we've, we've read these before, but reading Scripture you can do over and over again. It never gets old, right? So I wanted to read the list of the fruits of the Spirit and listen as I say each one of these and think about them and think about how if you displayed each one of these, how countercultural that would be and that's why nearly every day assuming I don't forget about it this is on my prayer list i want to display all of these fruits because if i can display these fruits daily um wow how much more fruit could our family bear as a whole if 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 I was always loving, if I was always joyful, if I was always peaceful, if I was always patient, if I was always kind, if I was always showed goodness, moral goodness, if I was always faithful in everything that every um, promise that I ever made, if I was gentle in the way that I say disciplined my children, if I was gentle in the way I responded to people on the internet with my words. Um, If I sow self-control, just as we just went through, you guys, these are the things that—these are the fruits that the Spirit gives us um, as we are daily in His Word and daily seeking to conform our lives um, to Christ.
1: And they are a testament in themselves— to god and so that is how god can use you to draw others to himself you may not even have to speak a word but your actions the way you hold yourself your character they will bring people to christ because the holy spirit is living and working in your life And and in a
0: world that does not especially does not in general display these fruits we would like i said earlier stand out like a sore thumb and people are going to be wondering what is it that makes them so different why are they so peaceful right now the world's complete chaos why are they so peaceful i just completely insulted them why are they being why are they being gentle with me kind why are they being kind to me why doesn't he go off on me right now this person is driving that man crazy say say you're in my in my case I used to be a store associate at Home Depot. Um, People would come up to you with all sorts of crazy requests. Someone bearing the fruit of the Spirit would sit there and patiently deal with someone who is practically spitting in their face. And someone would see that and say, why is that person just standing there and letting that person practically spit in their face?
1: And y'all, we have seen this like in action. So... If you respond to somebody who is being spiteful, rude, whatever it is, and you respond in some sort of kind way um, with patience, with gentleness, you can see it in their face and in their response.
0: You reap hot coals on their head.
1: Oh, well, and then literally, we've had people on the internet through comments, and this is, they literally will be like, I'm so sorry. And they will delete their comment. Like they should have never, they're like, I should have never said this. I'm so sorry. And I have no right and to again, say that. And again,
0: not to boast in something like that, but no. it just goes to show on the internet, it's very easy. It's very easy to um, to blend in with the world because people don't, don't really know who you are, but you stand out if you respond to a comment, like she just said, in a respectful way, a very thoughtful way, a way that that shows love. And it's humbling
1: to them. And so then they humble themselves and they're like, you know what, that was completely out of line. You're right.
0: You'll get comments as Christians, especially in our position where we unapologetically speak the truth, you guys. And sometimes the truth hurts. hurts whenever you are caught with that truth in the middle of of a sin or a lie or whatever the case may be, it hurts, okay? And some people don't respond in a humble manner to us speaking a certain particular truth. They would respond in a way that they're trying to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And if we respond with humility, with love, with patience with the response, we're not short with them. Yeah, we've had people completely delete their comments we've had people say sorry or you're showing them that you're not this person that that they think you are not to say that you should be apologetic about something you're preaching if you're if you're teaching the truth but if they are 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 reading into something that that we said as being judgmental or something like mm-hmm. that, you can respond to them in a way that shows them, "Look, if you don't like it, I, I am sorry, but this is the truth, and I say this with love because I care about you."
1: Yes, and I think I think that's one of the <laughs> biggest ways that we are as Christians called by God to stand out in this world, and that is His main command to us to love. Yes. And love our neighbor. And that is just not seen nowadays. Like true love and compassion. And not
0: just in words, but in action. In
1: action, yes. We are the hands and the feet. And we have got to be moving and loving others. And that is a testament to God's love and God living inside of you.
0: And loving doesn't mean, love doesn't mean acceptance, no. you guys. Mm-hmm. Love means preaching them the truth with gentleness, uh, with kindness, and with patience in a way that Christ would have um, taught people. So that's the idea, yep. and that, again, is completely countercultural. In closing, we are called to be light to the world. We are called to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, not only with our mouths, but with the way that we live. We cannot be a light to the world if our lamp is, is hidden under a basket Mm -hmm. we must let the light of christ shine through us in every way that means not looking like the world that means we must be set apart
1: you don't want to blend in exactly that should not be your goal if you want to look like the people around you and those people are nothing like christ then you need to find some other people to be around and strive to look like them That's right. <laughs> strive to look like Christ.
0: Yeah, don't strive to look like them. Strive yeah. to look like Christ.
1: Because
0: <laughs> even, I know you corrected it. And we are, again, guys, we are fallible people. Oh, yeah. We're going to say stuff sometimes that we don't mean to say. Look, that's I, have, perfectly fine.
1: I have had regrets immediately when speaking to somebody. And I'm just talking in general speaking to another Christian. I kind of like changed how I would say something. It was like out of habit, you know? And um, so it's just easy to get caught up in wanting to please another person kind of thing and worried about how they'll react but truthfully you should stand if you firmly know what you believe is truth then that's what you should stand for and should be unashamed about it Unashamed. unashamed
0: is the key to you want to stand out in this world you unapologetically live out the truths that are found in scripture unapologetically we should not be ashamed of christ if we cannot before the world Mm. stand for Christ, if we cannot admit that we follow Christ, if we are ashamed of Him, He's going to be ashamed of us whenever we approach the throne. What is that scripture that says we deny Him in this earth and He will deny us before the Father? Mm. Examples from scripture, whenever Peter claim to follow Christ and denies him three times um, before the rooster crows. He broke down and wept whenever it happened. Something else I wanted to point out is uh, Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 32. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Whenever we are out and about in the world, living in this world, but not of this world, we should stand out. And if we don't stand out, some reasons could be innocent. It could be because we just are new to our faith and we don't know enough to stand out um, according to Scripture just yet. Other reasons could be because we're embarrassed to stand out to follow what Scripture teaches us About our father because we are embarrassed because the world says that following Jesus isn't cool and we want to be cool we want to blend in with the world
1: and it could just be a temporary lack of self-control slipping up to sin happens on a daily basis exactly
0: there's all sorts of reasons but scripture teaches us that standing out from the world is what we're supposed to do and Jesus says that if you deny me Um, Before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. So keep that in mind as we are growing in our fruitfulness and growing in our love for Christ, that we don't only need to be showing these fruits in the, the comfort of our home. We don't only need to show a love for Christ around our Christian friends, but we need to show it also amongst people who completely disagree with us. Yes. In the world.
1: Most importantly,
0: we are going to go ahead and end this episode right here. Thank you guys so much for listening. But don't forget, the show isn't completely over because if you are a tier three member or higher on our Patreon or our YouTube memberships, then there is more to come in our From the Vine episodes, and today we're going to take this talk one step further and explore practical ways in which we personally strive to be more Christ-like and countercultural.
1: If you are a tier three member or higher, if you go over there, every episode of the podcast we try to do a from the vine episode. Well, we do. We do a from the vine episode for so far. everyone. So far, we <laughs> we're trying have to keep one. that up. Yes, yeah. but um, that's just an extra. If you want some extra content, for sure, and it helps us out a lot.
0: Gives you a practical look into uh, the things that we talk about during the podcasts and gives you a sneak peek into our simple lives and um, how we utilize the information that we talked about in the podcast in our day-to-day lives
1: yes and please make sure to leave ratings, reviews, those are what really help this podcast get in front of other people, other Christians, and we want to grow and be able to help as many families as we can through this podcast and sharing the love of
0: God. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you on the next episode of Our Fruitful Family.
1: Bye.